Boy, King Kong, yeah, we we got to talk about this film because I had a hard time like keeping a straight face for much of it. Got some good old fashioned racist <laughs> racism, <laughs> misogyny. Yeah, it's all there. Very romantic. <laughs> yep. So joining me for this episode on King Kong uh, is Webb of, I don't know what podcast you're doing now. I don't even know anymore. I, it really, uh, Webb of being a bum. Like, that's really being a it. Bum. Uh, I, I, yeah. I was going to open this up to uh, give you a hard time, because we're supposed to be launching a new podcast. I'm waiting for your material. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. Um, but to be fair, this whole King Kong thing's threw me for a loop and took a whole day out of my weekend i'm in the process of uh, there's a lot going on in my personal life nothing bad nothing bad to all you know uh, uh two of you who i still interact with um uh, just uh, yeah uh, you know the house selling thing moving new job it kind of all came together uh, um can you hear that by the way I hear the, 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 okay yeah so i i that and that's it all feeds into it so yeah i'm I'm desperately trying to do this from like the trenches i feel like (laughs) this is gorilla podcasting right now there you go i apologize for any any audio um imperfections you should apologize for the terrible pun given the uh the film that we're using here (laughs) gorilla podcasting awful uh so yeah we have a podcast that we are going to do called trilogy talk that will come at some point when Webb is not, I hope you watched the right King Kong, right? I did tell you the classic one, not yeah. Okay, not the Peter Jackson. Dude, after wait a minute, Peter Jackson is the classic one. You're talking about like the old timey. Yeah, of course I watched because you were talking about how long it took. It took a whole day. I'm like, oh, that sounds like Peter Jackson's <laughs> that you watched. So no, no. Um, uh, by by all day, I meant this and uh, the, the the three other films. There you go. Promote other podcasts. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll absolutely. sit back and listen. <laughs> War Machine vs. War Horse. We're gonna we're gonna be talking. Uh, I feel pretty. The Tao of Steve, and also uh, Shallow Hell, a film that intrigued me when the trailers came out. I think I was still uh, like a teenager at the time, and I never got around to it. And I finally did, and and I'm glad I did. I'm excited to talk to you about that as well. This is going to be the only uh, podcast you listen to on the classic King Kong, many people's favorite film. And uh, <laughs> Webb is talking about his excitement to skip past that and talk about Shallow Hal. <laughs> so, right. All right. We'll, we'll try to hurry this along so we can, you know, yeah. you can click over on your podcast app and listen to our Shallow Hal episode. Right. But King Kong, when I asked you about this, like, hey, would you want to do this for the grand gesture? Uh, I think you just mentioned that Kong is hairy and you are hairy. So I'm hairy, yeah. <laughs> so. There's a good amount. 
<laughs> I connected right away. There's a, va- a fascinating amount of unrequited love going on there and, and something I can relate to as well. So um, this one seemed right up my alley. I'm going to stick with that and not the uh, the misogyny you mentioned because I'd say the first, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, we have our, our lead-ish yeah. uh, character, definitely the, the love interest here played by Faye Ray. Uh, that Kong will, you know, <laughs> form some sort of relationship with, and it doesn't turn out well for any parties involved. Uh, but I'd say for the first 10 minutes, she's basically berated for being a woman. I think that's exclusively all this. This is like a strange version of the Bechdel test where all the yes. men just keep reminding her that she is in fact a woman. And that's all and they can no manage to talk about. Yeah. Being on a ship <laughs> of all things. Like, that's the, that's the most egregious thing. She's a woman, but she's on a ship. Holy cow. Those are, um, uh, and, that's hallowed grounds apparently back in the thirties. Absolutely. And also, uh, we've got our, I guess, second male, the human male lead who just decides that he's going to fall in love with her and that she's just going to accept it because as, as we established earlier, she's a woman and that's kind of what she has to do. She pretty much has no control over anything uh, in her life in this film. Um, right from the get go, like she's not asking to be taken on this trip. She's just told that the director just finds her and he's like, yeah, no, 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 you're, you're perfect because you're the first woman I've seen since I (laughs) good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Check Plaster that, that, that gender box. All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good point because um, it may be your only way into, if you're looking at this as a romance film, which we are going to do because that's the premise yeah. of this show. Um, Kong himself, when they, they meet, uh, he also has had no choice in mm. <laughs> these blind dates that this yeah. tribe serves him up with, these human <laughs> sacrifices of women. And I have, a, you know, based on how that has turned out and then how he treats the favorite character, um, it seems like Kong wants to decide. Like, when do I get to pick? Like, who <laughs> right. I'm, you know, hey, like, you know, I want, I want to meet someone and have something in common. And I have something in common with her. Like, you know, she's sort of just forced <laughs> along on this journey and she's just this sort of uh, object. And so am I. So we can bond over that. I will admit right. there's a little bit less bonding than in the Peter Jackson version. No, I agree. Yeah, that was quite a bit. I, I, I fell for, you know, all of those individuals, those characters. And this one, um, and of course, I'm I'm being a, a bit, uh, you know, <laughs> um, what's the word here? Please use another monkey term. Please do another pun. Please just stumble I'm, I'm into trying. it. I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying. I can't think of one. But you know, I'm I'm exaggerating. I'm being a bit uh, 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 facetious when I say that, uh, only because I you have to kind of take this film in, in its con, you know, in the context of its time. Um, but and the menu that Kong has for women essentially on this island pretty sad. Did you find it slightly, uh, uh, I don't know, offensive and racist that, uh, um, the, the, the tribal chief was like, we'll give you six of us black women for one of you. Like things like that <laughs> really stuck out to me in this viewing. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say no, just because I'm going to go with the most optimistic viewpoint I can on uh-huh. everything I just watched from, as I said, 1933 and those viewpoints and just yeah. say, hey, 
Friday's the spice of life. You know, everyone, <laughs> maybe that's what they were saying. Like, this is worse than the three-fifths compromise, man. <laughs> like, you kidding me? Um, there was, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Molly Ringwall, like, wrote that article recently. It was like, the Breakfast Club is so, you know, misogynistic or whatever and doesn't hold up well compared to the Me Too movement. You know, now it, and I, I understand that. But um, do you think this film continues to will continue to captivate uh, people's imaginations the way that it did for Peter Jackson? No. I actually no. don't know if it has. Um, no, I, I okay. have to admit, I had never seen it. I think I'd okay. seen bits and pieces of it, just like, you know, either in probably documentaries just about film, and it's like they show yeah. you a famous moment, and you, you have other filmmakers talking about it, but I myself never felt the need to watch it. I'm also not like a huge monster movie guy, and I'm talking to okay. someone who's wearing a Pan's Labyrinth t-shirt, so maybe <laughs> you are. Um, but it's one of those things I, I feel like, like if people did stumble across it, they'd be like, Hey, that's cool for 1933. That looks great. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they would actually get into it. Like, I'm just going to sit down tonight and watch, <laughs> I'm going to watch shallow Hal, And then, Hey, maybe I'll watch King Kong. I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. going to follow. Like, let's just watch another movie. That, but did it work for you watching it this time on a, oh, okay. So the last time I saw it was, I want to say about a year ago uh, when I got the Blu-ray and I was so excited because I'd never seen it on Blu-ray. And I remember watching it as a kid and being like, it rocked. And then all of a sudden, fast forward over a decade on Blu-ray, I was like, the, the, those same situation, like the same you know, the misogyny of racism did come up. Um, and I still marvel at it. it. This is like a technical masterpiece. It really is. I can't imagine. A few years ago, well, I want to say like at, at least a decade ago, I was trying to make a flip book. And I could not, for the life of me, get past like four or five pages. Of, it is so difficult. And I think about what these people had to do in 1933 uh, to put together uh, this. I mean, it's a completely audacious, one of the most ambitious things I've ever seen. And and they it, they made it work. I, I really do think like all the uh, action scenes really hold up. And I'm a big fan of stop motion to, to begin with. So I was a huge fan of that. But even even with these like moments of technical brilliance, I found myself being like, this is a great exercise. Um, but it doesn't hold up on any level for me outside of the uh, technical stuff. Like it's like, if I have, I would have to be forced to watch this again for another podcast. (laughs) I think that's the next time. (laughs) You know, and I don't know if I'm going to force myself to do so for one of my many podcasts. I think this may be it. (laughs) This putting it on the romance movie podcast. I think that's it. And that may have been ill advised, but, um, Mm. okay. So, you know, in the structure of this show with like the meat cute, of course, I think it works for me just because I want people to stop berating this like lovely woman, like who's just mm-hmm. like, you know, she's like anyone else. She's just like, she has her own ambitions. And so she's yeah. sort of taking a risk. She's putting herself out there. And in doing so, she's just like reprimanded just for existing. Yeah. So by the time you get to Kong, even though she is, you know, going to be, Hey, proposition does. Hey, won't you be our human sacrifice? That, <laughs> that's your, that's your meaning in life. You have found it. Here it is. Uh, yeah. I think I'm kind of ready for the monster, even if his intentions are. Yeah. I tell you what, his intentions are a little bit creepier than 
the Peter Jackson version, which I like. Like, there's, I was reading through the history of it, some of the stuff that they cut out for like various mm-hmm. versions through the, for the censorship reasons. Uh, it's it's funny that 1933 uh, somehow there was a lapse where things got like more kid friendly, or like adults could no longer see huh. a giant ape, like in the original version, I'm assuming the one you watched on Blu-ray, because it's been totally restored and everything, where he, like, takes his giant ape finger and, like, starts to slightly undress her a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then smells his finger. And so I'm watching this. <laughs> I'm like, that, you know, that was a... <laughs> was that, like, a sex act? Was that, that was a, It was a crude way to do it. It's also kind of cute, because it's like, okay, he's a monkey, so that's, you know, he's just... God knows what he does with his hands and smelling his fingers, but... Mike, um, Mike, you're married, man. You've never finger sniffed your your wife. I mean, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> well, standard. I found the uh, top of the show bumper right there. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> That's also people racing to delete the podcast if I put it right at the top. <laughs> well, we already got the download, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we don't care. This. <laughs> So, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I, you know, in the structure of our show, I buy the meat cute as absurd as it is because I feel yeah. that the humans are so terrible to our female lead and they're also terrible yeah. to this beast who basically it's their fault. Like, he's just, just leave him alone, stop antagonizing him. Uh, that I'm fine with the, these two outcasts in a way hanging out together. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I don't know if I buy it as a moment. romance. I don't know if I want to see them. Yeah. Go beyond finger sniffing, as you said. No, no. <laughs> um, the the moment, yeah, as soon as you, you see Kong for the first time, and he looks down at her, there's clearly this look of 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 desire on the man's face. Excuse me, the ape's face. Um, oh, he's a man, you know. Anyhow, uh, that. It goes beyond any like horror film I've ever seen. I've never seen the monster humanized in such a way where he's like, "You're, you're." Andy Serkis has tried, the... sir. He's tried. Yes, that is true. And the look on her face, uh, you know, just straight up horror. This was exactly what I imagine all of my attempts at any kind of intimacy with a woman. Like this is <laughs> this is what happens in my head. You know, of course, you know, the woman's not screaming. Usually, and <laughs> I did. I did read where uh, Fay Ray hated the amount of screams in this movie. Like hated the oh, amount yeah? of yeah, that was too much. Which there's there's a ton of it. Like, I mean, which as there should be with Kong coming Absolutely. to town to finger sniff you. A lot of a lot of screaming, <laughs> moaning. Yeah, that 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 for me was the moment. Right? Like, uh, was there any other moment for you between the two of them? Where like, okay, the the meet cute moment. I mean, I don't know if there's any other moment. There's not one that I can identify with in that way. God, I hope not. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, and I, w- I was going to ask you this at the end of the show, but I guess this is kind of a good way in is uh, to put it in terms that maybe, you know, regular people could experience that don't go off to these uh, imaginary islands with giant monsters. Uh, has there ever been like a blind date situation like that where you've like been keyed in to their immediate response to you, good or bad, where it's like, you get it entirely. It's like, oh, this is how it's going to go. I wish, man. I had a very um, different experience in terms of any kind of romance. Anything romantic, 
for me that has happened has really occurred by accident because I'm Indian. Just like Kong. Yeah, exactly. Total accident. (laughs) (laughs) Not his choice. He wasn't set up with her, (laughs) but there you have – or he was set up with her. He didn't have his choice, and and that's exactly what happened. Thankfully, my wife is not as repulsed as as Feyre is. (laughs) Consistently, like you, like you qualifying it as repulsed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's thinking sacrifice, and she she's seeing that the these guys they want to trade six of their women. She's aware of, you know, uh, uh, what's about to happen, and you see the size of the guy. And she's like, well, I'm not going to be able to do whatever, you know. And then the finger sniffing happens. Like, okay, I can do this. That's fine. He's gentle. Uh, yeah. I've never, I've never had any of the blind date stuff. Um, I did have the go between where it's like I met somebody and I was like, hey, I like this person. I need to find somebody to check with someone else to see what she feels about. You know, I've I've done that kind of stuff and gotten response pretty quick. And and I felt as bad as Kong did uh, after he fell off that <laughs> the Empire State Building. <laughs> So, you know, moments. There are definitely um, visual cues in this film that give me a little bit of PTSD as to my uh, yeah. romantic life. That's well, for sure. What about yourself? Have you have you uh, done the blind date stuff? No, I don't think I've ever been on a uh, uh, blind date, which is probably increasingly harder now. I'm, I'm, there's so many avenues to check. Uh, yeah. If you were single to like if someone even if someone's almost set you up with a friend and if they wanted to make it a blind date, you could probably snoop your way into figuring out through some sort of social media platform. Like, All right, oh, who is this? Um, no, I can't. I can't say that I've uh, ever been viewed with that much uh, terror uh, or excitement, which, you know what, <laughs> uh, I guess is a good and bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely awesome not to have someone be terrified of me, but. Uh, Kong has to appreciate the sense of awe that he gives people. Like in that way, definitely <laughs> gets a reaction. Uh, I wanted to move us to the the breakup though, where uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting. These men have decided to come to this island. They've they've told this woman over and over, "You're a woman. You shouldn't be here." Mm-hmm. And then she's the only one, you know, ca- creepy or not. I don't know if Molly Ringwald's going to write something about King Kong anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, but oh, Calm takes do. her, takes a liking to her, and then the men who have told her over and over that she has no place there, they encroach on Kong's territory to get her back. Like they, yeah. they, they invade to try to stop this when she's been claimed by someone. And I, I think all oh, that's really fun because I mean, I, I, lo- I actually preferred, like, I think it's probably my favorite part of the Peter Jackson version too, just the mm-hmm. straight up like monster fight sort of action sequences. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, you know, seeing a, a brontosaurus, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> protect his territory and tossing men up in the air. Uh, I, I dug all of that, but um, I think I expected it to be less, um, maybe less violent in some way. Like, I was kind mm-hmm. of impressed with, like, <laughs> how dismissive Definitely. they are of these, these dudes coming in with their guns and, like, nature just tosses them aside. Like, it's not even a drawn-out fight most of the time. They are just just entering into that territory into that ring they're done for, for sure and nature all all of the different uh, elaborate monsters as well um very violent stuff uh and i think back to i think the grand moment in uh, peter jackson's versions where kong like opens the jaws of the t-rex and i was like wow that was really cool i wonder how he came up with that idea it's in the original mm-hmm. it's all here um jackson's a hack we know it 
Oh, absolutely. It's like he, it's, that movie's more mostly a remake if you really think about it. So, um, the breakup, <laughs> the breakup has to be, to be uh, like a Rotten Tomatoes like <laughs> splat. <laughs> this is just Peter a remake. Jackson thought he was getting away with something. We all thought it. <laughs> Peter Jackson's like, I never said I was getting away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that to be like a, a real. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this in uh, my original remake podcast feed. I'm just gonna slide it in at a certain point. This will just be a rerun, and people won't know. They'd be like, "Wow, they really were into like talking about blind dates and their own personal like romance in the show." And where that came from? All right, another episode of original remake. <laughs> Why do I listen to this? <laughs> It all kind of runs together. Sure. Sometimes. The the breakup though um has to be when again she is so completely out of control throughout this film. Uh, um, her I'm I'm so sorry I can't remember the the captain's name who who was on the uh, was on the ship who decides that he's in love with her. Uh, he essentially steals her from Kong. That's that's the breakup for me. Is like in the middle of the night. You know, you, you had a wonderful evening of, of finger sniffing, and all of a sudden you wake up to your uh, special lady uh, gone. Uh, you know, uh, no no morning sniffing can occur. That's that's the moment for me. And, and after you spent uh, the evening rescuing her essentially from all these different monsters, that's the breakup. And, and she she feels uh, totally okay with it. It seems like to me. <sighs> It's, it just she got what she wanted out of him and 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 uh, absconded <laughs> with this uh you know human being what about you uh, how dare she yeah yeah <laughs> was there a different breakup moment uh no I'd, I'd say that's definitely that's definitely it um where you know it's it's tragic before we get to the death of a giant mm-hmm. ape um yeah. <clears throat> in the sense that you know this has been established and i don't <laughs> it probably was not intended to be as such back in 1930s, but looking at it now, you know, she would rather go back to a world that doesn't accept her. Uh, Kong does. It's strange and it's <laughs> inner species, but clearly he is, he wants to protect her and cherishes her in yeah. some way. And uh, they want to, they want to rescue her mainly, I think just to position themselves as like, this is what men do. Like, you know, that, yes. I don't, I don't think there's any, I, the romance I don't buy into is the, the character. I think it's Jack. So you're talking about mm. the, that, uh, really has not been kind to her at all. Uh, like oh. their version of flirting is, I guess, negging. <laughs> I guess they're... It's, it is. It's very schoolyard. It's like you're pulling the pigtails of the girl <laughs> yeah. that you like. That's, that's what it is. So that's the romance I don't buy into. So it's like the breakup. Usually in these films, it's a meet cute. That's like, all right, we just have to move past this to to get in the to the tropes and get into the good bits of a rom com. Mm-hmm. Here it's the breakup where I'm just like, oh, I don't really want this to happen, which I guess is setting you up for mm-hmm. the grand gesture when Kong decides I'm going to climb that building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be you know, make what? some alone time with my lady. <laughs> uh, take her to you know a, a, a fairly isolated spot on the exterior of the Empire State Building. Thing is, 
that wild you're right it's an easy way to be like yeah, that is the grand gesture this film's full of grand gestures from kong it really is the the the, the fighting uh you know the the tyrannosaurus rex uh fighting these human beings um coming traveling what like halfway across the world i don't know how how far that i uh, it's skull it wasn't skull it's called mountain in this one uh in this is one it? in the original hmm. i believe it's not skull island because i was waiting for that and for me to like you know, I don't know, um, internally smile because that's that's what the second remake is. Or excuse me, third, I think. Third or fourth remake is called Island. But yeah, so he traveled that distance again against his will. But still, a lot of grand gestures uh, um, by this by this lovable ape and um, all for naught. Yeah, um, that's. I guess it's meant to mirror, <laughs> you know, the the expectation, like people going to the cinema, like when they're watching this, yeah. like they want to revel in Kong's presence, but they also want to like drop him. Like you go, you have your two hours time with him. Like Kong here, if you're going to put it in the context of a, <laughs> of a love story or a podcast about love stories on film <laughs> is the guy. It's like that. You've heard another romantic comedies where it's like, Oh, you, you're the one you have fun with, but you're not the one you marry or settle down with. Uh, <laughs> <That's> yeah. <Kong. laughs> he's the, <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. And you know what? I I do have a a, a story, a, a personal relationship which kind of ended that way as well. Uh, um, and I may have told this story on on many other podcasts uh, um, over the years, but I, it's so applicable here. You're absolutely right. That is what Kong is. He's the he's the other guy. I'm sorry. Are you hearing that? Just that that once. That was it. Damn it. it it's uh, <laughs> I've got something on eBay that's. Oh, good. It's sold. Um, the, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> Just the small pleasures of my guests on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, I I did have a um, not kind of a pseudo relationship, but however, very real infatuation with uh, somebody that I work with who was in the middle of a, you know, a very a bad, rela- a very Jack-like relationship here. You know, it'd be a lot of, uh, a lot of things uh, she's doing that she isn't um, a big fan of and, and being mistreated, uh, you know, getting told that she can't ride boats and all that. And so what happened ultimately is uh, um, me being the stand-up guy that I was, uh, was very... Uh, very nice and, and very accommodating uh, to this uh, lady. And finally, you know, she broke it off with this other guy. And I was like, well, I, I you know, I, I waited as long as I could. Um, but eventually things progressed and, and uh, we were able to do, a, just, you know, we had a great night of finger sniffing. And what I happened? I coming back. I know it. <laughs> I know it. I had to. <laughs> and so, however, you know, things kind of, uh, did not deteriorated, but she went her way, I went my own way. Um, ultimately, um, I got a call in the, uh, in the middle of the night from, uh, for our purposes, the equivalent of Jack, the, the, what I thought was ex-boyfriend. Turns out, no breakup ever occurred, and turns out I was the other guy. Oh. I was Kong. You're dirty. And, and I know, I know. <laughs> CD character, so, my friend. You thought you were the hero. I, 
<laughs> Turns out I was the villain. Absolutely. <laughs> and so it, it it was quite a um a sh- you know. And then anytime I listen to now uh, uh, Naughty by Nature and OPP, it's like I, I every all of these things. You know, make what? me think about that experience. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say they make me think about King Kong every time I listen to that song. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, I, you know, what I like about the grand gesture here is, I mean, obviously it's I- iconic, like film moment that probably everyone has seen in some sort of. You know, if you've ever watched the Oscars before, I'm sure it's yeah. in eighty percent of their clip packages is Kong on top of the Empire State yep. Building. Yeah. Um. I like it, though, because it doesn't really shy away from... I mean, there's clearly sympathy, and I think if you're in the Peter Jackson version, it leans heavily into the sympathy for Kong as this uh, creature that's been abused and misunderstood. But I like the original version here because he is... You know, he's still operating under laws of nature there, where it's like, that's what I want. I won't be stopped. Like, he's not... He's sympathetic and, like when you understand what the humans did to him, but he doesn't actually act sympathetic. Like he grabs no. a woman who he confuses for Anne, his love. He was yeah. like, Oh shit, that's not her. I'm just going to toss her to her death. And <laughs> she, throws, she does. She falls. He just right. like, don't need that. Like this is like, you know, this is the worst version of like tender swiping with Kong. He just reaches <laughs> into the window. Literal. Just Nope. <laughs> Fling them to the sky. Um, so I don't think the film shies away from that. Uh, lack of humanity or the lack of sort of objectivity you have maybe when you're in the thralls of that passion where it's like it is just like i I just care about how i feel and kong himself also (laughs) doesn't really you know he's not really looking too closely to see if Anne's cool with all of this like i think in the jackson version she is you know she they develop some sort of way to communicate and i guess that's andy circus you know but here uh not so much she is just like she's just um She's she's just there to like give him something to love, not not that she actually feels it or reciprocates it in any way. That's what I like about the grand gesture is it's it's just something he just wants to hold in his hand and don't make that dirty again. Web, I'm saying <laughs> more like oh, the Beatles God. song. That's what I'm saying here. <laughs> <laughs> not whatever disgusting music you're listening to from the early nineties hey, hey. <laughs> with your disgusting lifestyle of <laughs> wrecking relationships. Accidental, disgusting. yeah. Um, no, that that you make a good point. There's quite a bit of anthropomorphizing going on in, in modern cinema, and in the Peter Jackson, um, uh, King Kong, and Andy Serkis portrayal. That's exactly what it is. Him ice skating essentially with you know with Naomi Watts. It, you're right. Uh, the original does kind of stick to basics and and show the creature as he is. Um, and and I do appreciate that. Whether I prefer one or the other, I it's a it's a tough call just because I don't have any interest in revisiting either ever again. Um, and I haven't seen <laughs> Peter Jackson's version in a long time. Uh, but I will always kind of hold this one and look at it a certain way, um, much like Kong does with with his lucky lady. Uh, because I again, like I'm so impressed with it on a technical level. Like I, I can't even imagine what they had to go there. You know, like, like Matt Stone and Trey Parker, how they talk about making that first South Park. Um, after every frame by itself. like I can't imagine what it was like. It's it's really much. And without it, we wouldn't have so much of the you know uh, um 
wonderful wizardry that we have today. But other than that, outside of that, it, it, it's difficult. Um, looking at it through the prism of of romance was fascinating, and it allowed me to look at it a different way. So I do appreciate that. Well, it sounds like you appreciate a lot about Kong, uh, and you excuse their racism and their feelings towards women. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's the kind of guy I am, you know, always looking for the best in people, even Nazis. And, and, and... <laughs> <laughs> On that note, where, where can people interact with you on Twitter <laughs> if they choose to do so? You can block me at Web is trying because that's all I can do these days, it seems. <laughs> Uh, also coming soon to at Trilogy Talk. If you, yeah. if you ever get around to watching a Spielberg movie, how dare I <laughs> make you watch no, no. that hacks work? <laughs> I've all, I'm already a good way through the script, and I've got a wonderful story about my first viewing in the theater. You're gonna like it, you and 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 the audience. I'm sure of it. Like I'm, I'm very excited about it. I hope you liked this. This was uh, the Grand Gesture. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Grand Gesture Pod, and uh, we promise Web will be back for any, anything <laughs> anything that involves fingers or hands. <laughs> He's going to be our go-to guest, apparently. Thanks. <laughs>I, I totally forgot the Apple Watch has its own like a notification, like the sound notification stuff. So, okay, I don't think I turned that off immediately. I don't know. Mine just because I just have the tap. There it goes. It goes again. Oh, they paid, so I can. I just went to the post office. <laughs> Thank you so much for because uh, I'm gonna have OPP playing. And then I can end the show with you responding, yelling at your watch and your eBay notifications. <laughs>